inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered what resources you have available? Have you ever wondered what you need to get to where you want to be from where you are now? Have you ever asked yourself the question, what's it going to take? Right? I think it's a fair question. You know, clear vision is all about three questions. Where am I now? Where am I going, and what will it take to get there, and how long? In today's confusing world, in today's America, which is nothing like the America that people want to bring, which is nothing like the America that I grew up in, but in Joe Biden's America, today's America, people are lost. There's an existential crisis going on. People don't know who they are. We don't know who we are as a country. We don't know who we're supposed to be as a man, as a a black woman. The power that that black woman has today can say and do anything. And the power of a conservative white man who has the power to do nothing. Right? I mean, all these questions surging around. Some people are favored and get better treatment because of the color of their skin or because of what bathroom they share or use or who they share their bed with. Right? There's all this confusing things, what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say. But today, let's remove some of the confusion. See, the enemy's number one weapon formed against any person is confusion. Even the Bible says that with the presence of strife, which I think confusion will fall into that category, with the presence of strife, the good book says, every other sin is present. Read it. With the presence of strife, every other sin is present. And do you see the strife in America? Do you see the strife in our communities? Do you feel the strife in our families? Do you feel the strife in our marriages? Do you feel the strife? when it's time to close your eyes and attempt to rest and recreate. You know, like it matters, we're going through transition and soon like it matters will be way of warrior. As I work to seek clarity in my life, because I do a lot of things to help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And I've been told that learning for me is kind of like taking a drink from a fire fire hose. <laughs> so uh, I got people around me saying, clarity, clarity, you're giving too much, smaller chunks, smaller pieces, stay on topic. And so we go from living life like it matters, which is the motto of a warrior, to the way of the warrior. And the last three live shows I've done... I've been talking about that. The first show was basically, I want to know, uh, are, are you in a battle? 
if you're not in a battle, then how are you doing? Are you winning? I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know you're in a game, then you can't be winning the game. The battle. How are you doing? I got this testimony from a guy who went through my training a couple weeks ago. Good evening, Mr. Black. Yesterday I woke up like any regular day, ready to take the world head on with this new way of life that I've been living since your leadership awakening training I took with you. As I walk out the door after letting my kids know that I love them, I notice that my SUV was not at the place where I parked the previous night. At first I thought I was going crazy, but I knew with certainty that I parked the vehicle in that location the night before. I finally came to a realization that my vehicle was stolen. At first, all the teachings and what I had learned throughout the past couple weeks from you, it went out the window. All of a sudden, rage began to generate throughout my mind, thoughts, body. I felt my old self and tendencies come back. As I walked back to the house, I'm already calling my manager to let him know I'm coming into work late because my car was stolen. I had to notify police. As I'm calling the police department, insurance company, and co-workers, I notice myself filling up my plate with activities, and now I'm getting more aggravated with everything. My mind was a blur, thinking of uh, getting more aggravated with everything. I'm sorry, my mind was in a blur, thinking of destructive thoughts. For some reason, as I'm in that mode of anger, I called my friend Ricardo to let him know what happened. Remember, Ricardo's the one that sent me to your training. Ricardo's the one that picked me. Ricardo's the one that paid for me to get this life-changing experience. As I'm telling Ricardo the story, I, I know he felt my demeanor, my rage, my anger, my tone of voice. So we began to talk about life, the journey we both went through the past few weeks, and the teachings we both learned from Leadership Awakening training and you. I realized I was preoccupying myself by staying busy and not realizing that I was making decisions from anger, feelings, and not by the Spirit. As I'm driving to work, I went to a deep prayer and asked God to let His will be done in my life. And this must have happened for a reason. When I arrived at the office, my way of thinking changed. I was approached by uh, those co-workers saying, sorry about what happened to you today. And I replied to most of them with a laughter. Hey, whoever took the car needed it more than I did, without a doubt. But there was one coworker that approached me and asked, aren't you pissed? And I told him I was angry from what happened this morning, and it's in the past now. And I'm not going to let this keep me down, being angry, having negative thoughts. Or am I going to keep moving forward to be a leader, motivator, someone that I'm supposed to be? And as I'm saying this to him with a smile, he just looked at me and said, thank you. And surprised, I said, for what? He replied, even though all the crap you went through today, you still managed to stay humble and turn this bad situation into a positive one. I'm going through some things in life that are really hard, and you made me see those things in a different way. You inspire me. In my head, I was like, wow. The point is this, Mr. Black, despite what we may be going through in life, bad, nasty, horrible situations, I could have missed this opportunity to be a light, an example, a guide for this person because I was too much in my head, thinking about my own crap, my own negative thoughts. Remember the impact that we can make in a people's life if we allow God to work through us. The patience, the love, understanding that allow God to work through us. I'm sorry, the patience, the love, understanding, the light that flows through us is contagious. What kind of example are you being to others? Effective or ineffective? Positive or negative? Opportunity is always there. Just something to think about. Just something that I wanted to share from my experience. God is good.
So we had to ask you, are you in a battle? Are you aware of the battle? And then the next question we had to ask is, what are you willing to fight for? Are you all in? What are you willing to lay on line for? And today, as I continue on the way of warriors, see, once we understand our good fight, we need to acquaint ourselves with our armor, with our tools, with our weapons. And what is so profound is that we have an innate toolbox that is available to each and every one of us, but it must be activated. The third question of clear vision is what will it take to get there and how long? And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to address the logistics of the way. Today, I want to discuss weapons of our warfare. See, this is the key. Like we were told, we do not battle like earth dwellers. We battle in a different way. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. And today, I want to remind you what our battle is. What are the tools that you have available? We have tools that we were born with. And we have a heart and a mind that they are the two sources of all of our uh, success and all of our struggle in life. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about weapons of our warfare because we do not wage war like normal earth dwellers. Ours is a higher calling. And if you're going to reach that higher calling, you got to know the weapons of our warfare. We'll be back after these messages. I can listen to any national big personality like Glenn Beck or Dave Ramsey, but the way Scott Black applies his academic approach to the average person is so much more relatable. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. On the Like It Matters radio show, Scott encompasses a 360-degree view of day-to-day life. So that obviously starts with spirituality and branches out into leadership, branches out into your workplace social issues, family issues, local issues, national issues, political issues. If you're able to clearly see kind of where you're at, what your purpose is, everybody needs this. It is life-changing. You know Like It Matters Radio brings truth therapy. Here's what you can do to help share this truth. Please call the program manager of your local radio station and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. Like It Matters Radio is radio like it matters. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. 800-210-7907. That's 800-210-7907. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Boy, I gotta be flexible. I'm working to a radio show and I'm dealing with logistics and all kinds of technical stuff. So, man, that's what a warrior does. You hear me talk about all the time about requisite variety. I have to live requisite variety. Boy, I'm telling you right now, I am a constant battle for the littlest things in life. And I plan, I set up, and I have people take care of things. I want to make sure it's taken care of. And then we get there and it's not taken care of. 
that one of the biggest frustrating things, but this is the life of a warrior. This is the way of the warrior. An element in a system with the most flexibility, has the most power and the most control. I have no choice but to be that element. Because for whatever reason, I can't seem to get clarity around me. And so I've got to keep moving no matter what people throw at me. I've got to keep going. This is why it's important to understand who you are. This is why it's important to understand that we're in a battle. If you got all this stuff happening to you like happens to me on a daily basis, man, it can be discouraging. There's a spirit out there called foreboding. Uh, and really aware of it because I've had to battle this spirit all my life. Vain imaginations, evil forebodings. And people wonder, well, why do you think like that? Because of my life of 58 years. 58 years I have people around me, I need this, make sure this runs right. And then it's I talk about it, I email, I text, I talk to people. And yet it still happens and we go and it was never taken care of. And so I got to bob and weave. But see, this is why we got to have a structure in place. This is why I talk about there are three t things to be your dreams. Want it, create it, live it. Keep it simple, soldier. Remember, the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And when people are confused, they don't speak up, they don't act up, they don't step out. They don't take chances. They don't take risk. They don't take delegate authority and do something with it because of trepidation, because of fear, because of hesitancy. And that's what confusion does. We've got to have a surety, a surety of purpose, a surety of salvation, a surety of identity, a surety of whose we are. This is the logical levels. This is the six levels that we create belief systems at. Remember, the lowest level is environment, and above that is behavior, above that is capabilities, above that is belief systems and values, above that is identity, and above that is spirit. And remember about the logical levels, it was Einstein who told us this, that you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And leaders, you got to get this. Warriors, you got to know this. Because if you're dealing with an issue at the belief system level, and by the way, a lot of problems are at the belief system level. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. A majority of our map of reality, our basic structure of beliefs, in place by the time we're five years old. And most of us as adults have never revisited our structure of our belief system. And yet everything we do or do not do and how we feel about what we do and do not do is all driven by our BS, our belief system. And so if you're dealing with issues at the level of belief system, what's the level above that? Identity. It goes back to who you are. It goes back to why you're here. It goes back to whose you are. It all stems from there. But here's the problem. People are confused today. People are lost. People are being manipulated. America is no longer the land of the free and the home of the brave. America no longer has a free press. America no longer has free speech. America no longer is the, the, the home of freedom. No, it's not. Not under our current president, not under the way things have been going since Barack Obama and probably before that. And I don't care if you vote for him or not, it's fine. You can vote for whoever you want. It's not a political show. But don't be surprised on the mess going on in America 
when we keep voting the same people in. So, you know, what's the old saying? We get the government that we deserve. Think about this. What did your Bible cost you? You know, I think the the celebration of the Reformation was just past 500 years. I'm pretty sure it's October 31st. And so as we get close to the, the Reformation, the five solos of the Reformation, you know, Martin Luther, it's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, and it's the Bible alone. But do you know of the Reformation? There was somebody kind of attached to it that we don't think about a lot. His name was William Tyndale. You might know that because of the Tyndale Bibles, right? And did you know how he died? And I think it was October 6th. I looked up the date. I did not write it down. I think it was October 6th. But William Tyndale was strangled and then burned at the stake. Yeah, criminal, right? So what was his crime? Oh, that's easy. Translating the Bible into English. Yeah. See, Tyndale believed the Bible should be accessible to all people, not just priests. Remind you of someone else? Martin Luther. Now, Martin Luther is a flawed man. Uh, he looked to be anti-Semitic, uh, which is a terrible thing. Be hating anybody uh, is bad. Racism, uh, uh, all that's bad. But the Bible is pretty clear that we are to be a blessing to Israel because Israel has been blessed to be a blessing to us. So that's the apple of his eye. And if you love God, then you're in love Israel. So Tyndale believed the Bible should be accessible to all people, not just priests. When one of his persecutors questioned this, Tyndale said, If God spares me, ere many years, I will cause a boy that drives the plow to know more of the scriptures than you do. And by the way, do you know that's estimated the Bible is now available in 3,324 languages? 3,324 languages. I hope you're thankful for brave people who gave their lives so that we can have the Bible. Jesus said the word of God is like a seed. It might seem small and insignificant at first, and the birds will try to consume it. But eventually the seed will grow into the largest plant in the garden. You know, Wikipedia calls, says this about William Tyndale, sometimes spelled Tinsdale. He was an English biblical scholar and linguist who became a leading figure in the Protestant Reformation in the years leading up to his execution. He is well known as a translator of the Bible into English and was influenced by the works of prominent Protestant reformers Martin Luther. Luther's translation of the Christian Bible into German appeared in 1522. Tinsdale's translation was the first English Bible to draw directly from Hebrew and Greek texts. The first English translation to take advantage of the printing press. The first of the New English Bibles of the Reformation. And the first English translation to use Jehovah as God's name as preferred by English Protestant reformers. It was taken to be a direct challenge to the hegemony of the Catholic Church and of those laws that of England maintaining the church's position. The work of Tyndale continued to play a key role in spreading Reformation ideas across the English-speaking world and eventually across the British Empire.
Tinsdale's translation of the Bible is used for subse- uh, subsequent English translations, including the Great Bible and the Bishop's Bible, authorized by the Church of England. In 1611, after seven years of work, the 47 scholars who produced the King James Version of the Bible drew extensively from Tyndale's original work and other translations that descended from his. Listen to this. One estimate suggests that the New Testament in the uh, in the King James Version is 83% Tyndale's words, and the Old Testament, 76%. Why do I bring this up? Because in my house, I have so many Bibles. I bet you I have over a dozen Bibles. I bet you I have at least um, seven different translations, including a couple paraphrases like the, uh, the I think, the word uh, so think about that. The message, sorry, the message. Why don't I bring it up? Because I can go to any store. I can order online. I can get Bibles everywhere. I send Bibles around the world. And we take it for granted. Do you realize I have an orphanage in Uganda? Kawuki leads it. There's about four adults that I minister to daily. Every dollar that comes out of that uh, uh, of orphanage comes from us, Like It Matters, Scott Black. We keep 40 kids, 40 to 50 kids alive, put them in school. Uh, we grow produce for them, all that. But do you know, when I got them their Bible, they had never had their own Bible. I paid $25 a piece in U.S. money for them to get a Bible there in Uganda and the honor and the thrill because I send them scripture every single day from wayofwarrior.blog what I'm bringing this up for is when you think of Tyndale you don't think of a warrior but he was a warrior he knew who he was he knew whose he was he knew why he was here And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about the weapons of our warfare. Because as a way of warrior, we've got to know what is available to us. Now, here's a cool thing. Most of these weapons were innate. You were born with them. That's what I do in my leadership training. Go to likeitmatters.net and you can read about it. I basically help people open up their toolbox. I don't give them the toolbox. They were born with the toolbox. What I do is I open it up and I show them the tools that have always been available. And then I show them how to use them. Trust me. There's a bobcat outside. There's a construction job right across the street. There's loaders and backhoes and and all that. And I guarantee you, I could jump in one of those vehicles, maybe get it started. I don't know if I get it to move, and if I did, I'd probably do a lot of damage. Yet you got someone who knows how to use that piece of equipment. They go out there, and they can build a home. Same equipment. What's different? The user. If the user doesn't know what equipment is available and how to use that equipment, then what good is any of it? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Way of the Warrior. And today we're going to talk about the weapons of our warfare. After the break, I'm going to open up your toolbox. You don't want to miss this. Hey, listen, are you a 50-year-old person looking for term life insurance? Then you need to talk to Bob. Bob specializes in helping people find a million dollars or more of term life insurance for a couple of hundred bucks a month. Look, you need to know there's a price war in the term life insurance business, and you may be paying too much. 
Call Bob and he'll shop and see how much money he can save you. Look, this could be the last term life insurance policy you ever have. Your rates are guaranteed for the next 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rates for the next 20 years. And if you're a smoker or your health is not perfect, Bob has great rates for you too. So for a million dollars of term life insurance coverage for a couple of hundred bucks a month, Call Bob right now. 800-890-5049. 800-890-5049. 800-890-5049. That's 800-890-5049. Paid for by Term Direct. My show's about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the weapons of our warfare. Weapons of our warfare. You know, I was, uh, I don't watch uh, a lot of sports anymore. I used to really be in the NFL and uh, NBA, but, you know, with all the woke stuff, I, I lost interest in supporting millionaire victims. You know, people who can do anything they want in life, have any woman go any place, buy million dollar mansions, get paid $100,000 to play a game each night. And when they get up there and cry, victim, and poor me, America's not fair to me, I lost all interest. It just makes me sick. It makes me sad. And uh, the crap. And so many people hurt and so many people struggling. And then you got wealthy people on there playing victim. Uh, and then you got a lot of liberal uh, people supporting that victimhood. And so it just it turned me off. But, you know, I love a good story. And, you know, I'm not a big Deion Sanders fan. I used to be a big Cowboys fan. He's just full of himself. And someone who continually talks about how he's a man of God and yet constantly hyping himself, those two don't go together. If you're making everything about you, it can't be about God. So Deion Sanders seems to be his own God. And no big deal. I mean, it's, he, you know, we all appointed to die one time and then comes the judgment. But all his smack, he's always talking, how he's God's gift to this and all that. I was reading an article about, you know, they lost uh, to, I think it's Stanford. Uh, biggest comeback ever, like 29 to nothing they were uh, winning. And uh, Colorado went to lose the game. And then I was reading an article about that, and they were talking about uh, a couple of days earlier that some of the coaches were hitting the players on that because they were all cocky and living in, uh, you know, I'm Deion Sanders, I'm God's greatest gift, living all that, but their work habits weren't too good. And so one of the coaches, his name's Thurman, used to be in the NFL, so it's, let me just get, read you the snippet here. It says, Thurman, who played in the NFL for nine years and coached in the league for 18 seasons, uh, when he was chewing out the players, estimated that 95% of Colorado's players won't even get invited to an NFL training camp after college. He pointed out that most of the team's players want to play in the NFL, but don't put in the work. Quote, the way some of you guys practice, the way some of you don't study and apply yourself, you have no chance to play on Sunday. That's why you're not playing here, Thurman said. Some of you have some of the most horrific practice habits I've ever seen. I hear you guys complain, use the B word, complaining about your coach. I hear you guys complaining about him getting after you. I hear all that. 
and that's where the, the snippet ended. But I'll say, but what I'm not seeing is all that. And as a warrior, you got to realize this. See, we have weapons of our warfare. We have tools in our toolbox. We got to remember, man's a three-part being. You have a body that's a machine that lives on the physical plane. It's like a plant. Plants only live on the physical plane. They don't communicate with each other. They don't carry on dates and times, all that stuff. They live in the physical plane, just like our body does. But then we have a, a brain. When the spirit activates, it's called a mind. And we're not the mind. It's an incredible machine. But we're not the mind. Your body is a carbon-based life form. It's it ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It goes right back to where it came from. Your brain is the same. It's a carbon-based life form. It's a it's gonna be dirt someday, worm food someday. So animals are more social. They live on the physical and the social. Um, you know, I guess I'll call it mental frame, if you will. But then you have man lives on the physical plane with the body, who lives on the uh, conscious, social, interactive plane with the brain, but we also have a spirit. We're not the body, we're not the brain, we are the spirit that occupies the body. When the spirit occupies the body, we call that the soul, and when the spirit occupies the brain, we call that the mind. And so remember the good book tells us that we are to wage war differently. Second Corinthians 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. What are strongholds? Thoughts, belief systems, habits, patterns. It says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. This is the battle of the narrative. This is the battle of the mind. This is the vain imaginations. To take every thought captive. Wow. To take every thought captive. Being ready to punish every disobedience when your, when your obedience is complete. And then Ephesians 6 actually goes in more detail. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Now, this is not a, a, a spiritual thing. In the Bible it is. But what I've learned a long time, there's always double applications at least for every Bible verse. There's one in the world and there's one in the spirit. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We've got to pull on the full armor so we can make our stand against the devil's schemes. And one of those great schemes is confusion, is busyness. The old saying is the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And the question is, what are you busy about? And if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you're here, if you don't know who you are, then you can't be busy about the right thing. It goes on in Ephesians 6 to say, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual force of evil in the heavenly realms. This is the battle between the stimulus and the response. This is the battle of faith. Why are you willing to believe what the Bible says, even when your flesh tells you something different? This is the vain imagination. This is evil foreboding. This is what I've realized today. This spirit that harasses so many and the one that's been the obvious spirit in my life since I've been a little kid is evil forebodings. 
Such a great word. Vain imaginations. And so you got to get in the battle. You got to get in the game. Remember, three steps for a warrior. Figure out, are you in a battle? And if you are, which one? Number two, figure out what is worth fighting for. What are you willing to be all in for? And number three, what are our resources? What do we need to know? That's the clear vision comes in. Remember the three questions of clear vision. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there and how long? Then we got to understand our identity. We got to understand who we are. And when you know who you are, then what to do is easier. Remember, I address you in three roles of who you are. You're a leader, you're a warrior, and you're a conduit. People are looking for people to follow. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? A warrior. Are you fighting the good fight? Are you fighting for the innocence of your wedding bed? Are you fighting for the uh, the innocence of your children? Are you fighting for market share or counter space or shelf space? Well, and then a conduit. We've all been blessed to different degrees. And you got to ask yourself, what type of element are you? Are you a cistern or a conduit? There's only two choices. There's always two. Choose well. A cistern holds things. It gathers things. It's like the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is a cistern. Should be a conduit, but it's not. It's a cistern. Lots of underground waterways feed into the Dead Sea, but nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. That's why it's the Dead Sea. And how many people have poured into us? How many people have blessed us? How many people have been a resource to us? And yet we hold on to it like the Dead Sea. A conduit is a pass-through agent. A conduit is nothing more than a resource to get something from point A to point B. And so our tools in this battle are not just our heart and our mind. Those are the two elements I work on. You got to get your, your, your heart right. Most people shut it off. Most people are broken. Most people have layers of walls around their heart so it's not functioning well. It doesn't have, there's not good emotional intelligence. And the mind, the battle's in the mind. The Bible's replete with stuff that says the battle's in the mind to hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, to transform your thinking, to not think of like the ways of the people of this world, uh, to guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it, to focus only on things that are good and pure, to worry not. Do not worry, right? Why? Because most of that stuff doesn't happen. Americans take more pills to get more worries about more things than ever before and more than people in any other nation. And this was written 40 years ago. According to Dr. Charles Mayo, we don't even call it Mayo Clinic, and we actually talked about the guy who the clinic was named after. According to Dr. Charles Mayo, worry affects the circulation of the whole nervous system. I've never known a man who died from overwork, but I've known many who have died from doubt. Doubt always creates worry, and in most cases, lack of information raises the doubt. This is why we need to focus on who we are, why we're here, who we are. Mathematically speaking, it doesn't really make sense to worry. Psychologists and other researchers tell us that roughly, roughly 40% of what we worry about will never happen. 30% has already happened. Additionally, 12% of our worries are never, are, are over unfounded health concerns. Another 10% of our worries involve the daily miscellaneous fretting that accomplishes nothing. That leaves only 8%. Plainly speaking, Americans are worrying 92% of the time for no good reason. And if Dr. Mayo is right, it's killing us. And so I want you to know that you have a toolbox. 
and all warriors are properly prepared. Remember the six P's of preparation? Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Remember the motto of a warrior? I'd much rather be prepared for a battle that does not take place rather than not being prepared for one that does. And so after the break, I'm going to open up your toolbox. And, yeah, I can tell you about the stuff I teach about the mind. I can teach about how we need some deliverance work. We need to deal with issues from the past to open up our heart. That's what I go do my training for. Go to likeitmatters.net. We'll be in Minneapolis this weekend, starting Thursday with Team 250. We've got 12 people. But then we'll be in Vegas in November, November 9th through 11th. Last class of the year, uh, the first full weekend in December. And so after the break, I'm going to go through your toolbox. I'm going to show you six tools that have always been there. Six tools that have been really helpful. Six tools that up until now, you have not been using well. So they have no value. But after the break, you're going to know these six tools. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church. Uh and I uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters. Unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters. Radio, radio, like it matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. You know why? Because you matter. Because I matter. Because our time matters. It's appointed for man to die one time, then comes the judgment. Do you know what the judgment's going to be about? Let's just keep it simple, soldier. The judgment's going to be about what did you do with your time? I mean, honestly. When Jesus Christ walked this planet, he was given 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. 30 days in a month, 360 days in a year. That's the Jewish calendar, just so you know. We have the same amount of time that Jesus had when he walked on this planet. We have the same amount of time as Mother Teresa, as anybody called the Great, like Alexander the Great. The difference is Alexander the Great, at 33 years old, conquered the world. He was bored. He had nothing else to do. He had no other fights to fight. He was a warrior without a war. And so he also had a drinking problem. And so because he had nothing to do, no worlds to conquer him, where he already won it all at 33, he was just had no purpose. So he got drunk one night. I was so drunk he had to walk home. I guess he wasn't allowed to ride his horse drunk. <laughs> it was pouring rain. And he was soaking in rain, and he found a place. He went to his home and passed out drunk in wet clothes and died from pneumonia. See, what are you willing to fight for? What are you willing to be all in for? Who are you? Why are you here? 
What's your purpose? Whose are you? How do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again and again? We'll start on Thursday in Minneapolis. Team 250, 12 individuals are going to be asking those questions in a very intense, a very controlled environment. And they're going to learn about these six tools that you've always had, but you don't know how to use them. What good is a tool in the hand of someone that doesn't even know it's there, number one? Number two, if they do know it's there, they don't know how to use it. So the first tool you have is passion. The fuel that makes great things happen. To the luckiest of people, a time comes when they join or launch a cause that forever changes their lives and the lives of others. Losing yourself in a cause is delicious as intoxicating. The best word to describe the sensations crusade. The first thing you need to believe about a crusade is this. Never underestimate its power. It can transform ordinary people, products, and companies into devastating flamethrowers. You have to have a passionate desire to make a difference and fearlessly believe in your cause. That was by Guy Kawasaki from the book Selling the Dream. Passion at its base is about having strong feelings. The Greek meaning for word is emotion, the indispensable fuel that propels us to greatness. Everything important that happens to us arouses emotion. The biggest gap in most people's lives is the distance between their head and their heart. And man, I do a lot of work with emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is really comes down to the emotional or the intelligent use of emotions or the emotional use of intelligence. See, our heart, our passion is the power source. It's a nuclear reactor that most people shut down years ago. It's the power source for a well-lived life. It is the heart. Many of the words that we're going to talk about, tools, a vision, purpose, team, focus, are useless without the power source of the heart. Passion is a fuel that propels us to greatness. I used to say all the time, I see dead people. I wasn't talking about Sixth Sense, the movie. I was talking about, I see people with no passion, walking around, hearts shut down, bitterness, walls high. I see dead people. The second tool is about purpose. And purpose is always about the question, why are you here? It was Viktor Frankl that says man does not simply exist, but always decides what his existence will be, what he will become in the next moment. That's purpose. Why do you do anything? Why are you doing what you're doing now? Why do you listen to my radio show? Why do you go to work every morning? Why do you come home at night? The why, it comes down to existential purpose, existential reason. See, most of us have heard the saying about the journey of a thousand miles beginning with a single step. The truth is it begins with a single step and a roadmap. Purpose is why behind everything. Why are you here? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you going where you're going? What purpose is your reason why? I don't care for who Nietzsche was, but I like the saying that he says, and the truth is truth no matter how evil the speaker is. He or she who has a why can bear almost any how. If posed with the question, why are you here, could you profoundly answer that question? Beyond the normal family business connection, what is your purpose? Why are you occupying that body at this time on this planet? What do you do? What do you do at work and why do you do it? You could be doing anything, but you're not. Why are you doing 
what you're doing. See, we can move beyond the manual motions per hour and get the heart involved with our field of endeavor. Purpose digs below the activity and gets a deeper why. If it's not necessarily about what we are doing, but why we are doing it, there's the emotional involvement. Sell the sizzle, not the steak. Focus. Man, the law of attraction. This is why I love Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays. I start my training with this quote in my book. It must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life doesn't lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy lies in having no goal to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. It is not a disaster to be unable to capture your ideal, but it is a disaster to have no ideal to capture. It is not a disgrace not to reach the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for. Not failure. But low aim is sin. And boy, Dr. Mays would be turned off by what is going on in the black community today. Because how low can you lower the bar? He says right here, not failure, but low aim is sin. And you make a whole group of people victims that they can't, don't know how to vote. Uh, they can't have a driver's license. They can't talk to someone who doesn't like them without freaking out how low can you lower the bar on a group of people talk about focus creating finality boy there it is how about commitment it's the go button baby you know a lot of people are looking for the easy button we saw you looking for the easy button go to a bar at friday night or saturday night about midnight one in the morning you'll find easy if you're looking for easy, go to Staples. It's about $12 button made in China with lead paint. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow. My way is rough, my companions are few, my guide is reliable, my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of my enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in a maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, or slow up. Robert Moorhead. See, many people confuse participation with commitment. A great way to explain the difference is the story of the chicken and the pig. We use the example of a bacon eggs breakfast. In that breakfast, the chicken participated by providing some eggs. But last time I checked, there's only one way you get bacon from a pig. And that creature must be committed, heart, body, and soul. What's the difference between giving an egg and giving a leg? Commitment, right? That's what we're talking about. There's a huge difference in giving an egg or giving a leg. And then, chap, uh, how about this vision? I have a dream. The futures always look bleak till people with brains and faith and courage who dreamed and dared to take risks found a way to make it better. If we're free to dare and we are, if we're free to give and we are, then we are free to shape the future and have within our grasp all that we dream that future will ever be. President Ronald Reagan. Dr. Stephen Covey's best-selling book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says we must begin with the end in mind. Most people don't accomplish goals for that same reason, the same reason that people buy and sell real estate. Location, location, location. People start in the here and now and move towards some tomorrow. That is clearly not defined. 
but you want to know how's it going to end up. What do you want said about you when you're no longer here? And the sixth tool is team. There is no I in team. Strengths develop best in response to another human being, so they are hardly con inconsequential to the bottom line. They are like the yeast to dough, a critical agent in the development of people's strengths. The stronger your relationships, the more rapidly your strengths and the strengths of your team will develop. It's all about people. We are people, people who need people, are the luckiest people, right? See, success is one thing. It's all about you. But significance requires other people. See, these six tools are always available. If you want to know how to wield them, continue listening to this radio show. If you want to know now, go to Like It Matters Radio, uh, Like It Matters .net, Sorry, get yourself in a classroom and let me teach you in 48 hours how to live your life like it matters. Until then, let's talk daily on this radio show. I'm Black, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. This. It you have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.